Ukrainians. Identity and Dignity podcast is on the air. On August 24, 2022, Ukraine celebrated its 31st year of independence, coinciding with the six months anniversary of the start of the Russian full-scale invasion. On that day, Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, said that the most terrible iron for Ukrainians is not missiles, aircraft and tanks, but shackles. Not trenches, but fetters. And that is pure truth. Ukrainians not out their teeth right to be free for a long time. And when Independence Day came in 1991, the nation stepped on its long path to happiness apart from Russia. In today's episode, the two characters of young age will go back in time to experience the milestones in Ukraine's history after August 24, 1991. Oh, that sounds like the incredible spirit of bravery and boldness. Absolutely! The record features a live performance of the Ukrainian anthem at the music festival Shervona Ruta in 1989. Oh, I've heard of it. It's like Ukrainian stockwood. No way! Chervona Ruta festival in 1989 is a unique Ukrainian event, even though the reference point for the organizers was stockwood. And what distinguishes Chervona Ruta from other festivals? It's all in the idea of Chervona Ruta that became dear to the hearts of Ukrainians. The music festival aimed to pay tribute to the Ukrainian songwriter and composer Volodymyr Ivasyuk, who was most likely killed by the KGB, the primary security agency in Soviet times. He is the author of the widely popular song Chervona Ruta. The police took away blue and yellow flags from guests and sometimes tore embroidered shirts. The festival was a daring challenge to the Soviet system, which still prevailed at the time of 1989. Although, since 1985, the Soviets fed people with promises of democratization and spark of new freedoms. They continued their policies of persecution, human rights violations and deliberate imprisonments of dissidents. Yes. Anyway, the musicians presented the songs only in the Ukrainian language rock music, pop music, and Ukrainian singing poetry or kubzarstvo. The culmination came when the national anthem of independent Ukraine sounded for a vast audience for the first time in many years. The Ukrainians proved their desire to gain mental independence from the Soviet Empire. Chervona Ruta succeeded in awakening the Ukrainian spirit, bringing it out of its private hiding place into the public space. After the festival, there was no doubt that Ukraine would be independent. The festival started the process of Ukrainization. Wait, what has just happened? Where are we? What is it is all about? I don't understand. There's a sign over there. Session Hall of the Verkhovna Rada of the Ukrainian SSR. Wait, what? And on the calendar nearby, May 15, 1990. In October 1989, Verkhovna Rada of the Ukrainian SSR implemented a law on democratic elections which imposed a mandatory to hold all future elections on an alternative basis. Namely, the people could freely choose to grant power to officials by choosing between two or more candidates in an anonymous national voting procedure. They had hoped to bring more pro-Ukrainian deputies to the parliament. Is that time travel? 
The clock shows 10 a.m., but it was almost midnight just a moment ago. Let's go into the hall. Dear People's Deputies, a characteristic feature of the current elections was that they were held on the basis of new democratic laws with wide publicity under the control of the people. For the first time, the highest body of state power was formed not by unanimous voting for the proposed candidate, which in fact was often a manifestation of the political apathy of the voters, but in the conditions of alternative, intense pre-election struggle, without any regulation of the quality composition of candidates for deputies. Today, at the first meeting of the Verkhovna Rada of the Ukrainian SSR of the 12th Convocation are 424 deputies out of 449. Comrades, in accordance with Article 99 of the Constitution of the Ukrainian SSR, I declare the first session of the Verkhovna Rada of the Ukrainian SSR of the 12th Convocation open. Have we just witnessed the first Ukrainian democratic elections that had taken place in 1990? I mean, I think so. But how can it be possible? Oh wait, something's happening again. Time is running out. People are called. At 10.30 a hunger strike was announced. The promotion has started. The revolution on granite. I can't believe that I'm standing next to the students who bravely started a hunger strike against the Soviet future. As the final result of the so-called 1990 democratic election to the Verkhovna Rada of the Ukrainian SSR, the majority of the seats in the parliament were taken by the communists, and only one-third of the deputies represented the democratic bloc. It was not the desired victory for the Ukrainian Jews, they believed the Soviet authorities must no longer dominate the government. On October 2, 1990, a group of Ukrainian students gathered at what was then called October Revolution Square, later known as Independence Square or Maidan Nezalezhnosti, and did something legendary. Do you recall the students' demands? They were so challenging. Elections under a multi-party system no later than the spring of 1991 the return of Ukrainian soldiers to the territory of Ukraine for further military service, the nationalization of the property of the Communist Party of Ukraine and the Komsomol, as well as the resignation of Prime Minister Vitaly Masol. October 17th. Yes, the day when the Ukrainian parliament finally considers students' demands. Although it didn't bring global changes, those events proved that the Ukrainian youth could make a difference. Step by step, democracy will be achieved no matter what obstacles. No way. I'm a bundle of nerves right now. Is it the day? August 24, 1991. Just a few days ago, a putsch took place in Moscow. It was an attempt to remove the president of the USSR, Mikhail Gorbachev, from power. Ukraine decided to seize the opportunity and declare independence. Wait, it's 6 p.m. and Kravchuk is giving a speech. 
Act of Declaration of Independence of Ukraine. In view of the mortal dangers surrounding Ukraine in connection with the state coup in the USSR on August 19, 1991, continuing the thousand-year tradition of state development in Ukraine, proceeding from the right of a nation to self-determination in accordance with the Charter of the United Nations and other international legal documents, and implementing the Declaration of State Sovereignty of Ukraine, the Verkhovna Rada of the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic solemnly declares the independence of Ukraine and the creation of an independent Ukrainian state, Ukraine. The territory of Ukraine is indivisible and inviolable. From this day forward, only the Constitution and laws of Ukraine are valid on the territory of Ukraine. This act becomes effective at the moment of its approval. Verkhovna Rada of Ukraine, August 24, 1991. Please vote. For 346, accept it. I am deeply touched. My tears are falling down. I cannot hold them. It's 6 p.m. The deputies leave the Verkhovna Rada and will now sing Ukraine's future national anthem. I'll read it in a history book. Just listen. Are we now? Bieloveja Forest. It's December 8th, 1991. A week ago, the old Ukrainian referendum on the independence of Ukraine was held and people confirmed their choice of freedom. The leaders of Ukraine, Russia and Belarus have no other choice but to declare the end of the USSR. One more step to emancipation and here comes free, democratic Ukraine. Now independence was the will of millions, not just 346 members of the parliament. And other countries will recognize Ukraine as an independent country soon after. The Verkhovna Rada? Again? It seems so, but the calendar tells us today is June 28, 1996. Which means... It has already been five years of independence, which were quite eventful. But the adoption of the most important law of Ukraine taking place right now. Oh, the buttons are being pressed. The constitution of Ukraine has just been adopted. I can't believe we lived under Soviet legislation until this moment. Yes, now we are farther from Soviet-constructed reality. It makes me rejoice. What a landscape! That has to be the island of Tuzla? Yes, within beautiful Crimea. They want to conquer it. In 2003, Russia encroached on the sovereign Ukrainian territory, Tuzla Island. 
Whereas Crimea remained Ukrainian due to international law and Ukrainian constitution, Russia deliberately fomented a conflict. The Russian-backed authorities in Crimea decided to hand over the island to Russia. The move had to ease the Crimean bridge, building through Tuzla Island. Tuzla is under threat, but from what I remember, the conflict was somehow resolved. Do you see Kuchma over there? He has just arrived at the island. They are saying that the construction of the dam is being stopped. I wish such a resolution would happen in 2014 too. The conflict was resolved. On December 2, the presidents of Ukraine and Russia signed the agreement on cooperation in the use of the Sea of Azov and the Kerch Strait. There are so many people gathered here. Where are we? It's Maidan again. It's November. Everyone holds orange flags. Exactly. Is the Orange Revolution. Today, the Central Election Commission announced that Yanukovych is the leader of the presidential elections. Still, everyone grasps that Yanukovych's victory is a falsification, which is why people started to convey dissatisfaction. How come Yanukovych has been declared the president? Listen, it's the leader of the opposition. Yushchenko. The path to compromise through the demonstration of popular will is the only path that will help us find a way out of this conflict. Thus, the National Rescue Committee announces a nationwide political strike. On December 8, the Verkhovna Rada changed the representatives of the Central Election Commission. They found common ground with the opposition. Afterwards, the revolutionary tension decreased. The repeated elections were held on December 26. Viktor Yushchenko won. As a nation of courageous people, we always know will prevail. No wonder Yushchenko won back then. No wonder democratic values won. Yes, that's what we've been fighting for throughout the decades. Isn't this Romania? That is Bucharest. April 2008. NATO summit? Yes, the further fate of Ukraine and Georgia in NATO is being defined right now. NATO welcomes the Euro-Atlantic aspirations of Ukraine and Georgia for NATO membership. We agreed today that these countries will become NATO members. The membership action plan is the next step for Ukraine and Georgia on their path to membership. We asked the foreign ministers to conduct the first assessment of progress on their December meeting of 2008. Ministers of Foreign Affairs have the authority to decide on the application of the Membership Action Plan of Ukraine and Georgia. It's now clear to us that Ukraine will not be supported on the way to NATO. I'm just overwhelmed with frustration. It sucks to see how the West is afraid of provoking Russia so that it doesn't trigger any conflict. And yet, they have no clue that the Russian invasion of Georgia will mark this same year, and then the war in Ukraine in 2014.
In an extract of a conversation, I hear people's resentment that Yanukovych refused to sign the association with the EU, and people are determined to protest. The Yanukovych regime was known for its notorious Russian-oriented policies, human rights violations, imposed censorship in mass media, abuse of freedom of speech, and corruption. But what any Ukrainian remembers the most is his rejection of the most cherished association agreement with the EU. It was a catalyzer for civil uprisings, and then the winter on fire began. The noise of barricades, Molotov cocktails manufactured by ordinary people, yellow-blue flags and the EU symbols permeate Kyiv Central Maiden. Why are we here again? It should be the beginning of a new revolutionary page, right? Peaceful protests have already begun in the evening. On November 30, a forceful crackdown on Euromaidan activists took place, which turned Euromaidan into a revolution of dignity. What is before my eyes scares me and captivates me all at once. Unequal fights between Maidan activists and the security forces take place. People are living their lives here. Life, love and an ultimate faith are pulsing through the horrible reality. We don't understand what day it is. We only know that it's winter, winter that already seems eternal. But people are ready to stand until the end. They are ready to die for the sake of Ukraine and its future. We came here in hundreds. We aren't in any organization. We are ordinary people of Ukraine who came to defend their rights. We are not from sectors, not self-defense. We are justified in hundreds. And I want to tell you that we, ordinary people, tell our politicians who stand behind me. No, Yanukovych will be a president for a whole year. He has to leave by 10 o'clock tomorrow. It's the 24th of August, six months after the full-scale invasion have flowed. And yet we're celebrating the 34th anniversary of the independence of Ukraine. There's no fear anymore. Only infinite pride in our nation, its courage and sense of dignity. Ukrainians have been fighting for these for decades and continue the battle until now. Volunteering, compassion for each other, unrest and constant resistance is our new reality. But it only makes us more dedicated. No one can take our freedom. No one can make our independence shatter. No one can leave us less determined in our fight. And the chapter of the radiant future of Ukraine is yet to begin. You'll see. Long live Ukraine. Long live brave Ukrainians.